to the Splash Assess podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lois Live after show. But if you guys know me by now, then you know the only, only other show that I would do a after show recap for is the Pete and Sebastian show. It is fucking amazing. And yet again, I'm shocked it doesn't have an after show. Like, where are all the creatives at? But I wanted to do Jeff Lewis because it's more frequent. And then he went and made an official after show after my 45th episode. That's great. It's all great. It's so great. So um, on the Pete and Sebastian show, which maybe I should start recap. Well, we'll, we'll, we're growing. We'll see how things go. So Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco, both hilarious fucking comedians and we love them. So they remind me of like all my dad, <laughs> all my dad's friends. They kind of have like an East Coasty, you know, like, yeah, yeah, get the lawnmower out and meh, you know, <sighs> there's a lot more to them than that. Sebastian's not even from the East Coast, but I'm telling there's just the vibe. Okay, so they, this week's episode, they get into a whole thing about the president jogging, which to be honest, I think Sebastian wanted to talk about a lot more than Pete if I was a body language expert, but I'm not. So speaking of body language though, okay, the fact that they were having to talk about the president jogging. So Sebastian's whole thing is like, does the president really have any spontaneity available to them? Like, can they pop up in the morning? Like, all right, secret service, I'm going for a five miler today. And it's like, so they joke about a couple things in it, but they missed some key things that I'm like, again, like get me on these shows. If I have to be a producer, editor, whatever, if you want me as a a little co-host that sits in the corner and just every now and then pops in with a question, I promise I add fucking value. Just don't ask, (laughs) just don't ask my family that because I came last and I think they might've stopped one before (laughs) if they had known the outcome of what I would be. Uh, No. Okay. So the president jogging, let's stick with that. They were also talking about the uniforms the secret service was wearing. Like that was the angle that they were taking. And first I was thinking, okay, number one, number one, why are we even discussing the president jogging? What fucking, what president jogs? What man over the age of 60 jogs anymore. Like they were talking about this as if it was such a plausible scenario, as if anybody in the fucking world just wakes up and is like, you know what? Strap on those Nike airs. It's time I took them for a spin. Like, no, that just, that it's a certain breed of humans that enjoy running. My sister's one of them. I will go run a little, but like I walk mainly and I love it. We have bad knees in our family. You know what? I think humans have bad knees because everyone's, you know, the knee problems. It's so common. It's like the common cold. If you ever don't know how to relate to to somebody, just ask them if their parents have had knee surgery replacement yet. Yeah, because I guarantee 80% of people will be like, yeah, my my mom just got it. My dad just got it. Yep. Yep. Same. So 
My whole thing. Okay, yeah. First of all, not, as if, first of all, Pete and Sebastian, when are you guys fucking jogging? You guys are talking about this as if it's a normal thing. Like, when's the last time you took a tour around your neighborhood on your own goddamn two feet? And at an accelerated enough pace that they'll classify it as running. Like, no, even if it was a younger president with global warming, nobody's jogging outside. That's so, it's ridiculous. Okay, my second point about it is that... is that they didn't even pick up on the angle of like, yeah, the Secret Service, sure, they have to go with him and dress. They All they cared about were the fucking outfits, the fashion, the fashion. What about the fact that fucking Frank from Secret Service just had an all-night bender because he, it was his 31st birthday and his Friday, they went crazy and whatever. And now the president's calling him at six in the morning because he wants to go for a 10-mile jog. You think fucking Frank wants to get up and go for a 10-mile jog right now? What if as Secret Service, he can't keep up? How did we not talk about this? What if the Secret Service can't keep up with the president? They're all taking knees and then finally the president just looks back and he has no soldiers left. (laughs) That's what we need. We need a president who can be fucking leader of the pack, who can outrun all the secrets. (laughs) Because it feels like up until then, it's been up until now, it's been the opposite. And it's (laughs) fucking Harry Tubman after the other. Sorry, not Harry. What who's the president who like died in a tub? Or it was ridiculous president in a tub. I can't just let this shit slide without William Howard Taft. All right. Oh my, (laughs) the shit we cover on Splash of Sass. I love it. So they also were talking about, they showed a picture of Barack Obama looking fit. And Sebastian was like, did, did he break his bicep too? Or tear it, deflate it. I forget the exact wording because I don't know many people with deflated biceps. But I did hear it again in this new Netflix documentary, American Gladiators. You guys, you're going to love it. I promise. Like it, I didn't even know the American Gladiator TV show was a thing. I just thought that was like a phrase, but, and I swear I do other things besides, I know I talk about TV a lot, but I do so much editing, graphic design side projects. So if you're looking through 500 different fonts, you can watch a documentary on the side as well. So in this American Gladiator doc though, so the actual TV show, obviously before my time, but seeing the bodybuilders now, it's so fascinating. Guys, they're all adorable, (laughs) especially this guy nitro oh my he's so fucking cute and at one point he's talking about this marine guy that the show hired to help train the gladiators and when nitro's talking about him you can tell that he his face lit up he remembers him fondly really liked the guy but he said we just called him sarge and to be honest i don't even remember his real name because it was always just sarge and then in the documentary It cuts to fucking Sarge sitting there getting interviewed. And he goes, hi, I'm Rodney Mitchell, but they used to call me Sarge. And I just fucking love it. I love when editors set it up like that. Like one guy saying, I forget his name. And then it cuts to the guy whose name was forgotten. And he's like, I'm Rodney Mitchell. Oh, it was great. 
But also here's where my brain goes. Cause Sarge is just the cutest, most giant dude ever. And I was thinking if I was Nitro right now, currently watching this documentary and watching me forget Sarge's name and then seeing modern day Sarge on screen, it's probably the first time a lot of these people are seeing each other again. And it just must be such a nice reunion. Like I was picturing as if I was Nitro and I was like, yes, it's Rodney. Like Sarge, there you are. You look amazing. You know, the years have done you all well, I guess steroids aren't that bad after all kids no I'm kidding I'm kidding um but I was also thinking in documentaries it would be so nice at the very end if they had like a roundtable discussion or like a mini reunion for all any documentary except like killers where you have to interview the families of opposite sides but uh, except for that um, where, cause everybody who's interviewed for documentaries clearly had a role in the situation or is an expert, knows something about the situation. So to have them all come into a room at the end of the documentary and like hear their, pers- share their perspectives, that could be a whole other hour long special after the, do- you know, like I'm just, again, I'm here to throw ideas out. And if you want to hire me, just let me know guys, just let me know. Splash podcast at gmail.com. Now, I did talk about really quickly below deck yesterday and how the charter guests leave tips and then everybody shits on them after they leave. And of course, the second I said that yesterday, the new episode that comes out, they were like, these were the best charter guests ever. We wish they could stay forever. It was the first time that the crew talked zero shit. And do you want to know why? Do you want to know why, you guys? This is fucking crazy. This is going to blow your mind if you haven't seen it, don't watch a show, whatever. These charter guests left them a $30,000 tip. What? $30,000 motherfucking dollars? I've never seen anything like it. It was wild. And just again, a little behind the scenes knowledge for you guys. So I told you how I got the casting email for Below Deck. And they sent me the info if you want to be a charter guest. So on it, it says that normally the charters are $60,000, but instead you get 50% off. So it's $30,000 tip included. And I explained this to you guys because I was like, if the tip's included, then why do they always pretend it's a different tip? Blah, blah, blah. So the reason I'm bringing it up again is because this charter, they left $30,000, which if you add to the $30,000 they paid equals the full $60,000 it's supposed to be. So like $30,000 might sound like a random number, but it's actually clearly them just paying the other half if it wasn't discounted because they're on the show. Either way, it was clearly just for these guys to ball out and on TV and they, congratulations, you won. All the clout chasers will now want to be your friends. All right, moving on to more clout chasers. <laughs> I'm kidding, you guys. It was too easy. All right, on the Wednesday, June 28th episode of Jeff Lewis Live, we had Chaz Dean, we had Todd Lewis, and we had Shane Dog. So we start with Billboard Gate 2023. <laughs> Basically, where live on air, Todd and Jeff told everyone to deface Chaz's billboard, and then the billboard got defaced, and everyone was like, it wasn't because of Todd and Jeff. 
Oh uh, yeah, fucking was. You guys, if you heard that episode, like if you go back and listen, it's awful. It's awful. I, you know, I love Jeff. I love Todd, but it's that mean kind of humor. They got that streak in them. And I don't like that shit. Like that version of them would be best friends with Ellen DeGeneres. DeGeneres. Cause they're very generous dishing out the mean spirited antics and ugh, yeah. There's a clear line. You don't fuck with somebody's business. And, uh, and not only that, but they're fucking not just with Chaz Dean's business, but with the business of actual billboards because. Because that should be going extinct in the future, I would think, you know? And if people keep defacing it, it only gives them more reason to go virtual. So you're killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> with one stone. Good job, Jeff. And Jeff does say a Trump probably could have done it because Trumps are degenerates. Um, uh, Of course, he's speaking as the HCIC head Trump in charge. Like, speak for yourself, bro. Actually, that's why I say I'm Trump adjacent because like I'm degenerate adjacent, you know, parallels, but I don't go full, full crossover. They also said the word billboard so many times. It was like getting a billboard, billboard. And also whenever people talk about the billboard awards, I know it's the music awards, but... (laughs) But when they just say billboard awards, I picture a bunch of billboards sitting in a big theater and it's <laughs> it's like the award of the year goes to the Jake from State Farm billboard and the billboard like hobbles up from the crowd. Yeah, again, it's a great time in my brain. So everybody keep your billboards to yourself. No defacing, please. Except you want to know what? Check out my fucking Insta story because clearly JLL hasn't learned anything and they fucking deface my billboard. Like I actually used my hard earned money to get a billboard and they fucking defaced it. Look at my Insta story. I will give you proof. Am I slightly kidding? Yes, but am I no, no? Look at my fucking look at it and tell you tell me because to me it feels defaced. For real though, Todd Lewis is over there talking about great talents and the after show, all that stuff, and Jeff is over there poaching waitresses. And the fact that I haven't been poached yet is just—it's wild. It's mind-boggling. Just call me Humpty Dumpty because I am ready for poaching. <laughs> Get it? Because he's an egg. So, uh, Halloween. Let's get into Halloween. Todd wants Chaz because Chaz has a hair brand called Wen. We love a play on words. So, Todd wants him to host a Halloween party. I actually kind of love that idea. And Chaz is like, Yeah, I, I will if you raise the money. I think that's exactly what Todd and Jeff should spend their summer doing because. That's the least that they could do with their reputation-destroying streak. Wait, I was going to get into this later, but we know that Todd's business is the reputation doctor, MD. And I'm just like, Todd... When are when are you going to put you and your brother in that program? Like, can you hire yourself or you and your brother? What the fuck? You guys, we will raise money for that. We actually, I don't want to, but <laughs> I'd rather raise money for Chaz. So Todd and Jeff also helped try to raise money for Chaz by putting on a slight infomercial for when. That was the least they could do. Then we played a Barbie or Barbarian game. Then Todd puts on an infomercial for himself. But we did learn that Todd worked at Disney. Does Jameson know that? I bet he has a million questions and that would be perfect content for Jeff's channel. Jameson could do a whole one-on-one interview with Todd and ask all the Disneyland behind the scenes shit that he wants to know. Jeff 
also remembers Todd working there because it was the one time he hit Todd because Todd went into Jeff's closet, took his nice shoes and scuffed them up. Gotta, gotta let those fists fly for fashion. Fists fly for fashion. Um, I was also really just shocked the most at that because it was the one time Jeff hit him. What? Did other siblings not choose violence? <laughs> because uh, mine did. We all did. Yeah, it was a danger zone. My sister and I, like, I lost half of my hair in sixth grade because she yanked it out and vice versa. Like, trust me, I was a scrapper. So I get it. But also, like, did you guys ever go to your friends' houses? And I would have friends who, again, with their sisters, like, they would start fighting. And I'm talking, like, it starts with a clicker getting a remote getting thrown across the room and then from there on like the nails the hair everything just the grabbing the pinching all of it and it was terrifying and like with my friend I'd be like no don't because I knew that once they started to fight then afterwards both would be crying it would just it turns into a whole everyone's adrenaline is up and everyone has to calm down it takes like an hour to get the house settled again and you have to do it before their parents get home from work because we were all supposed to be calm little angels at home while they were well you know you know the drill I was just shocked that that was their one fight but also I love that it was Todd stealing from his closet. I used to do that with my sister and we would were one grade apart going to the same school. So I would take her clothes, put them in my backpack, get to school on different opposite sides of the building as her, change in a bathroom and then wear her <laughs> wear her clothes and avoid her all day. And eventually she put a fucking lock on her closet. She put a lock on her closet and Obviously, I found a way around it. You guys, what do you mean? I'm a problem solver. I am a problem solver. But moving on, I also did not know that Jeff's parents met at Disney. Did we all know this? What? Like, how deep are the Lewis ties that running at Disney? I'm shocked there's not a street named after them in downtown Disney at this point. <gasps> you, I can be named Lewis Lane. Lewis Lane. And it can be like a play on Lois Lane. And they can have all the Superman. Are these all the same? Is that Disney? No. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes, sometimes I get my fictional worlds mixed up. Okay? Is that all right? So then Chaz tells us to all throw our blow dryers away. What? Or go at a low speed. I don't, I'm not going to make it take 20 times the amount of time. It's either burn my hair or shave it all <laughs> shave it all off. Ugh. I feel like all people with long hair have that fantasy where it's like some days, man, don't, don't. The only thing that's preventing me from shaving my head is the fact that I look like an actual, actual Humpty Dumpty. I, I look like an egg cone head, like alien pixie fairyland creature that should not be let out of a cage. <sighs> so anyways, I had my volume turned down during the JLL commercial breaks. And when I turned it back up, because they go on forever. And when I turned it back up, I heard Fortune Feimster's voice. And I was like, fuck, did Sirius fuck this up again? Like the app chain shows or whatever? No, uh, no, I'm, I guess Fortune just stopped by. I love it. We love Fortune. Happy fucking birthday, you little fucking angel. All right, so then we had a caller named Mary who took an extra second to speak and got absolutely roasted by Jeff. <laughs> 
Now, let me just defend callers out there. Again, I've called in once. We're going to save that story. But they, okay, so I, so Alyssa answers, screens the call. She she was like, okay, and then just put me on pause. I hear the show music and all of a sudden out of nowhere, they're like, and Amy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, me? Like they give you no warning. They don't say that you're going to go through. They don't, you never know. And, and then there's a lag time. So it, the same thing was happening to me where they would say something and then I would respond and then they would already be taught. just, so as somebody never calling in, I would be like that there. It's a mess. It sounds like a mess with some of these callers. But then when you're the caller, you're like, you got, you didn't even let me know. You set me up to be a mess. But we all, we love messes. Well, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Speaking of mess, my hinge was a mess this morning for one specific reason. This kid, he had a voice prompt and it said, the prompt was, um, convince me that. And he had a voice memo. Oh, oh, it's already cringy enough to hear their voices. But he said, convince me that all Republicans don't suck at basketball. Con- all right, let's break this down. Convince me that all Republicans don't suck at basketball. Why? Who said Republicans suck at basketball? Why do we have to bring political parties into that? Like, what are you even talking about? I, I'm saying some of these people, they feel like different species. Like, we don't speak the same language. I get that it's English, but I do not know what you're saying. I don't. I don't. But I hope that you know what I'm saying. Oh, man, we have some fun on Splash of Sass. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with a whole new episode. And in the meantime, please tell people, like, subscribe, all that fucking shit. You know, I just fucking love you. Bye. Splash. Splash, splash. Splash of Sass. Splash of Sass.